The Pittsburgh Steelers are in the NFL playoffs, and we got a lot to talk about here in the Locked on Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Let's get into it. You are Locked on Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things in the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find the show on your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoy it. Subscribe to this YouTube channel to get all of your daily Monday through Friday episodes as well as our bonus content. We thank you for making us your first listen every day because we're your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets back with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Steelers fans! It's a victory Monday after we just had a victory Sunday here on this show because the Steelers are going to the playoffs. Man, that feels exciting to say. The Steelers are going to the playoffs. We get to talk about playoff football. First of all, I want I think all Steelers fans got to thank the Titans for what they did in that game. Uh, our boy Tyler Rowland of, of Locked On Titans didn't think they could do it. And uh, let's be real. If the Titans didn't win that game and the Jaguars did – this entire city would have been a hot mess during that Dolphins-Bills game. There would have had to have been a fourth river created from all the sweat and then all the tears from the pressure of that game and then when the Bills pulled it out in the end there because then the Steelers would have been out the playoffs. But it didn't happen. Forget all of that. Let's talk about this Steelers team right here. First of all, first of all, this is also the this is now the third time in the last four years the Steelers have made the playoffs. 2023. They missed 2022, they made it 2021, they made it 2020. If you would listen to the way people talk about the Steelers this year, especially in, in the city, you'd think that this is like the first time in five years or something that the Steelers made the playoffs. But they've actually been in the playoffs a lot. Like, a lot, a lot. Also, you know, there was also this thing about, I, I saw a lot of this floating around, especially when the Steelers got to 7-7, seven and seven, and even they they were 8-7, and seven, people were saying, oh, Mike Tomlin, he's Mr. 9-8, and eight. he loves going 9-8, and eight. oh, he's good at being 9-8. and eight. I want you to think to yourselves real quick, how many times has the Steelers been 9-8 and eight under Mike Tomlin? If you didn't have to think too long, it's because it's one time, one time ever, and he's Mr. 9-8, and eight, literally once. After, you know what he's actually been the Steelers the most uh the the most the record they've had the most times under Mike Tomlin it's 12 and 4 they've been a 12 and 4 win team more times than anything else and that's four times by the way heck they've been a double digit win team 10 times in his 17 seasons they've been a playoff team 11 of those 17 seasons but I know that's not supposed to matter at all. You know, those those are just things that we just throw out, and we forget, and we just think, oh, he just wants to go nine and eight because people were upset about last year. And listen, yeah, playoff wins, you need them, you'll want them, you you want to go get them, and I hear that. But let's be real. Last time the Steelers were in the playoffs, it's a very different vibe to this team. The 2021 team, they were dragging into the playoffs, much like this team. They they needed help to get in the end, but that was a different feel to that team. That was a team that was fueled just by defense. And an old Ben Roethlisberger with a bad offensive line, with a run game that you had you had a you had a, a star in Najee Harris in the making, but it just wasn't working out. 
You weren't sure what your identity was on offense. The only way you were beating everybody, anybody was if your defense played out of their mind and then your offense like hit a couple lucky plays. That was it. And when I say out of their mind, you know, if you remember the start to that Chiefs playoff game, it looked like they were about to do it because they had picked off uh, Patrick Mahomes and then they got a defensive touchdown. They were up 7 nothing in the, I think it was the second quarter. And then eventually Patrick Mahomes and the offense woke up because the Steelers had no offense. They couldn't move the ball at all. This team's different than that. This team has identity on offense. There's more than just one way that this team wins. They could beat you multiple ways. And that's despite everything that's happened to this team. From the injuries to the the, the quarterback situation, to the quarterback rumors that were busting out against this team, to you know the, the, the stories about the, the malcontent players like George Pickens when he was being said, oh, he can't be controlled and he's going to be a wild guy and all this other stuff. All the things that have gotten in their way, and yet they are in the playoffs, and yet they have finished with a 10-second record on a three-game win streak. In fact, as Jerry Dulak of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette pointed out, the Bills and the Steelers have the two longest win streaks of all the AFC playoff teams before they're making the playoffs. Rudolph's, Mason Rudolph's presence has come and steadied the offense again with, with an efficient passing game, three straight games of over a, over 100 passer rating. In fact, his pass rating right now in the season is 118. Najee Harris and the offensive line have developed a real run game. And I mean a real run game. That's a run game that has has reached over 100 yards eight of the last 10 games. They've reached over 130 yards seven of the last 10 games. That is not just a small sample size. That is a large sample size. That is more than half the season. George Pickens and Deontay Johnson both have made big plays in games recently. Deontay Johnson with the big touchdown that put the Steelers ahead for good against the Ravens. George Pickens, I mean, you 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 saw all the plays he was making at the end of the season, and heck, he was he was content being a decoy against against the Ravens on on Saturday. And who would have thought that would have happened? Everyone thought, oh, he's gonna be so upset if if they don't throw him the ball in the game. He wasn't one like upset. He was celebrating Deontay Johnson's touchdown in the end zone with him. They're real weapons. So is Pat Fryermuth. And let's let's not forget the defense. Despite all the injuries that this team has suffered on defense, all the backup linebackers that they've had to pull in, Miles Jack coming off the coming off of being retired, Michael Walker off the practice squad, Mark Robinson, the safeties, Eric Rowe, aka Death Row now because that's his nickname. Coming off of coming off of you know the, the street being brought onto the team, Miles Killebrew having to fill in there. They get and that and that's a defense that gets Keanu Neal back. Not Keanu Neal, excuse me, I messed that up. Could Demonte KZ? Keanu Neal's still on IR and probably not coming back. But Demonte KZ's coming back from his suspension. Make Fitzpatrick said he's coming back and he's going to be healthy. And this is a defense that. They played just two games this season where Cam Hayward, TJ Watt, Minka Fitzpatrick, the three most valuable players on defense, you know, going into this year. There were just two games where those guys started and finished healthy together all year. If you had told me that at the start of the season, I would have said, well, that season's a wash. They're not going to make the playoffs. Try again. Unless the offense becomes one of the best offenses in the league. So that being said, the defense Finding what it wins. So did the defense just scrape by? No, they didn't just scrape by. In fact, they finished the defense the, the year as the sixth best scoring defense in the NFL. That's huge. 
And it's a big part of what makes this team tough and it makes this team competitive and why I think this team is built to actually do some damage in the playoffs. I'm not guaranteeing that they're winning anything. I'm not saying that. But this team's going to be competitive in this game against the Bills. I think they have a fight. They have a they have a good fighting chance against every single team in the AFC playoff field. Part of what people are going to be wondering, though, is TJ Watt's health. We talked a little bit about it with Dr. Karina Maharaja on our Saturday or our Sunday special show after the Steelers won their game against the Ravens. But we got some better news about a situation. We'll get to that on the other side of the first break here of the Locked On Steelers podcast as you get ready for the playoff week here in Pittsburgh as they get ready to take on the Bills 1 p.m. Sunday in Buffalo. Stick here as we get more into that matchup, specifically T.J. Watt's future and what the Steelers got to do this week. In just a minute here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter. We'll be right back. But first, I want to remind you, this show is also sponsored by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You need the right people on your team to help you help your small business fire on all cylinders, and that's where LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find people you want to talk to faster and free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job on the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in quality hires and versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. We're back here in the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. We continue talking about this Steelers team as they get ready for the Buffalo Bills in the playoffs. After the Steelers have made the playoffs again for the third time in four years. Let's get back to the TJ Watt situation. So as we said, we thought based off of the initial reports that it was a grade three MCL sprain, which did not look great, meant he was going to be out six weeks most likely. And unless there was a Herculean effort, he probably wouldn't be able to play in the playoffs at all. But J.J. Watt informed the public, T.J. Watt's brother, of course, that TJ Watt's injury is actually a grade two sprain, which he said is pretty great news. And he said, otherwise, otherwise than the initial injury is pristine. Grade two just means, based off of what we understand, maybe, maybe one to two, one to two weeks of him needing to rest. So most likely, from what I understand, TJ Watt probably won't play this week. But if the Steelers can survive the Bills... It sounds like there's a chance he could return against the Ravens because that's who they would ultimately play as the seventh seed. They would automatically just go to the Ravens if they are able to beat the Bills. Now, that's a major dodge bullet for the Steelers, not just because of this year, but also because TJ Watt won't have to, most likely, as long as this injury isn't aggravated or anything, he should be healthy to start, you know, to all throughout the offseason to get healthy and, you know, keep training and then be ready for next season and beat the, the same TJ Watt. So, um, I think that they're they're fortunate there, but they're even more fortunate that he's going to be able to come back in the playoffs if they're available. And I think as you're probably thinking here, oh, Chris, what do you mean? I mean, this team never wins without TJ. Why? I think they've won only 11% of the time in the games when he doesn't play. I hear that. And that's true. 
that is the only amount of win. That is the only time that they that is their rate that they win uh, when he's not playing. But I would argue, and I think that this is, uh, I think this is this this is a very strong argument. This is the best suited Steelers defense to handle T.J. Watt being hurt since he became superstar T.J. Watt. Because it's not just one player behind him right now. It's two. Nick Herbig has emerged and Marcus Golden has been very solid. You saw him make a sack in a critical point of that Ravens game. And Alex Highsmith is a bad man. You've seen it. He creates plays. He, he, makes, he makes a difference. He gets off the ball. Heck, the Ravens had to hold him like they held like, like they were holding TJ Watt all season. So you have a trio of edge rushers you can still call upon for this game. And granted, yeah, none of them TJ Watt. But you can rally around that group, get them to win. And if with Minka Fitzpatrick back, and if the rest of your defense can still kick in, you can still be a tough group. And you look at it, minus TJ Watt, this defense is going to be probably as healthy as it's been in over a month. They'll get KZ back. They'll get Fitzpatrick back. He's, and Minka Fitzpatrick has said, it's not a question anymore. He said, I'm playing next week if, I'm hel- if, if, if we make it. So they, they made it. So I guess that means he's playing. But let's talk about the Bills for a sec. Because the, all that comes just in time to play them. This is a team that was up and down all year. They were they, they came out the gate with a loss to the Jets. Everyone was wondering what's wrong with the Bills. Then they had losses to teams like the Patriots, the Bengals, the Broncos. And it, uh, over one stretch, they were they were they were one and three going into their bye week at the end of November. And then this team got red hot. They won five straight. They beat some pretty decent teams along the way. They beat the Chiefs. They beat the Cowboys. Barely beat the Chargers. Barely beat the Patriots. And then we saw what they did to the Dolphins, uh, a seven-point victory in that one. This was the one team of the three that I actually thought was the worst draw for the Steelers. Because remember, with all the scenarios going into this weekend, the Steelers could have played the Bills, the Dolphins, or the Chiefs with how things played out. And I I do think the Steelers did get the shortest end of the stick that they could have. But still, you take that with just knowing that they're in the playoffs, right? So you're not feeling too bad about that. But seriously, I look at these teams and you look at the Chiefs. They're struggling. They may have won their last two games, but they've they've been on the struggle bus this year. You look at the way that they've that they've played throughout the season and the inconsistencies that you've seen from them. It's it's been rough. And in fact, if you look at their last nine games, I think it is now, they've lost five of them. They're four and five in their last nine in their last nine games. And they're not playing all superstar teams. One of those losses to the Raiders, they lost to the Broncos. They lost to the Packers. Packers are a playoff team, but you get what I'm saying. That Chiefs team is still has Patrick Mahomes. He's a bad man himself, but their offense is feeling it because all they got is Travis Kelsey as a real weapon. Everyone else is still trying to find their way, and they're dropping a lot of passes. The Dolphins are banged up all over the place, as you saw on Sunday night. So comparing all of them, I was thinking, like, man, the Bills, the one team of those three 
that might pose the biggest threat to the Steelers. Excuse me as I take a sip of water. And let's look at this Bills team. Josh Allen's a problem. You know, for a while he was in MVP conversations. Maybe to some of you he still is. Uh, James Cook has emerged as a, as a real running threat. Stephon Diggs has always been a big problem. Uh, Dalton Kincaid, their tight ends, a, a receiving threat. If Gabe Davis is healthy, he's a deep ball threat. That's different than just the Chiefs, who basically had Kelsey and a guy named Justin Watson and Kadarius Tony, who can't even line up on, on sides half the time. Rasheed Rice, who's decent, but a rookie and not nearly as, threat, as much of a threat as any of those guys I named. But this is a defense that's dealt with talent before this year. Talking about the Steelers. They held the Ravens starters to 10, just like they held the Ravens backups to 10. I know there's people out there saying, oh, the Steelers only beat the Ravens backups. I don't know why you're so excited about that. Well, guess what? It was the same exact scores when the Ravens had all their starters ready when when they they last played. So they did that. They also held the Rams with Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua, 17 points. And that was on the West Coast in their house. I really think the Steelers can do this, this thing. But it's going to require some key things, especially on defense. For one, they got to contain Josh Allen's leg. They cannot let him run all over the place. And I think the Steelers are suited to handle that. They do that to Lamar Jackson a lot. I think they have athletes to to, to do this, especially with the return of Landon Roberts. I think he'll be able to, to kind of quarterback the defense uh, at the linebacker position and help them do that. They have to force Josh Allen all game long to be to read the defense and be accurate, get those interceptions. You know he's risky. You see him throw him all the time. You cannot let James Cook get loose because he's emerged with Joe Brady as their offensive coordinator. And James Cook has been, you know, I, I like I loved him in college and I thought oh, he'd be a really interesting back in the right system and seemed like it wasn't the right system for a little bit for the Bills. And then all of a sudden it seemed like it was a, the right system. And it changes the offense when he's active. It makes everything easier for Josh Allen. You can't let Cook get loose. Joey Porter's gonna gonna have to do a really good job locking up Stephon Diggs. Is that is that possible for him? We've seen him stand up to big receivers this year all season. I think he has a shot at it, but maybe get him some help. Maybe make sure he has support behind him. And but at the same time, you also need to get Minka if he's back on the field. You need to let Minka be the turnover man in this game. And yeah, he can help in the box. He can help in trying to stop Josh Allen in certain spots when he's trying to run. But I, if I'm the Steelers, I'm getting him every chance to roam the field, play robber role, intermediate zone, deep zone, be the guy who can make the play on the football. And and, and he hasn't had an interception all year. This would be a heck of a time to get one or two in a game. The defense, I think, has the tools to keep to, to hold the Bills offense from blowing this game out of proportion and we'll get to more in this as we keep going throughout the week we'll see what Mike Tomlin says on Tuesday because I believe that's what he that's when he's going to speak this week but a lot of people are a lot of people are probably wondering Chris what about the offense we'll get to that in just a minute here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast because there's a few things that I think are very interesting about the Bills and the way that they've won and lost games this year that I think could play to the Steelers' chances in this game. We'll get to all that here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Stick with us. We'll be right back. But first, I want to remind you that we are sponsored by FanDuel Sportsbook, the number one sportsbook in America, and the NFL playoffs are here. 
teams are trying to win, win big so you too can win big with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can get $150 back in bonus bets by winning any $5 money line bet. That's right, $150 back in bonus bets if you bet on just simply your team to win with a $5 money line bet. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use to download right to your phone, and right away you can start betting on spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. This week, you look at the Steelers, they're nine and a half point underdogs. The money line of plus 385 and an over-under set at 39 and a half. That's a lot of points for a spread. And if you believe in the Steelers, this is your chance to cash in on it. Because even if they lose and they make it close, that's going to that's gonna be a, a payday for you if you're if you're doing that on FanDuel. So go do that on FanDuel. Go check, go check them out at fanduel.com slash locked on, and you can take advantage of that offer of five dollars down on and winning on a money line bet, getting you $150 back in bonus bets. And you could kick off the NFL playoffs with an offer that you won't want to miss. Again, fanduel.com slash locked on FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. Back here on the Locked on Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter. <clears throat> we continue our discussion here about the Steelers and their chances to, with the Buffalo Bills now that they're in the playoffs. And again, it's just exciting to be able to talk about it, though. Like, they're in the tournament. Anything can happen. You know, that when the Steelers, when they won their, their Super Bowl under Bill Cowher, wasn't the same exact thing because it was a different team that they that they played, that they had when they made it in. But they were a road team, too, that everyone left dead and buried when they were at 7-5. and five. They went on a run to end, end the season, got it in eleven and five, and then they were able to do to do damage on the road, upsetting three straight teams on their way to the Super Bowl. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but I'm saying this team can be dangerous, and particularly because of a part of this team that has gotten really strong in the second half of the season that could strike right at a problem for the Bills. The Bills are eleven and six on the year, and there's a trend to some of those losses because in four of those six losses. Their opponents ran for 120 plus yards. In three of those six losses, their opponents ran for over 170 plus yards. Now they've done better lately, but the Steelers have also done better lately. You know what this identity was supposed to be going into the year, and they have certainly found it in the second half of the season. As I said before, in their last 10 games, they have seven games where they've rushed over 100 yards. No, excuse me, eight games they've rushed over 100 yards. Seven of those games, it's been over 130 yards. That's your key for this game. Run the ball. It's what you built this team to be. It's what you wanted them to be. It's what Andy Weidel talked about with building this kind of a group. It's what Omar Khan did in the draft by getting Broderick Jones. It's what Mike Tomlin talked about, about being a goon squad. This is your moment. Get physical. Set the tone. Broderick Jones, Isaac Sayamalo, the blocks that he was throwing. You can set the tone of this game and set everything else off of that. If you control the time of possession, that puts more pressure on Josh Allen to maybe make some crazy plays and throws because Josh Allen, extremely talented quarterback. But we all seen him hurt himself. And in fact, in that Dolphins game, there were some of his passes like, what are you doing, buddy? But you can force him to make some of those mistakes. Get aggressive. Make some turnovers. This is the part that I think that makes the Steelers an actual threat, a real threat in the playoffs, is that they can run the ball. 
This team has an identity to it. They know who they are now. It's not a question anymore. It's not, oh, you know, how do you run the ball? You know, we talked about, uh, you know, if you remember back early in this part of the season when everyone's wondering about Matt Canada and all this other stuff, I said, listen, more than anything else, this team needs bread and butter plays. Plays that I can, yeah, if I'm if I'm Mike Tomlin or Mike Sullivan or whoever's calling the plays, let me just be like, hey, I know if I call this place, we're getting four to five yards in the ground or we're getting a first down. We're getting this look that we want here. Steelers didn't have that early. They have that now. Some of those inside trap runs where you saw Sayamalu coming across the line of scrimmage, crushing the defensive tackle, and then Dan Moore Jr. and Broderick Jones getting to the second level. They got bread and pl- bread and butter plays now. And when you get one bread and butter play, it starts to build others because then teams are looking for the one and they're and they're and they're opening up. If they're trying to take away the run in certain ways, that means the pass game's opening up because now they're not just worried about stopping Najee Harris. They're worried about stopping Najee Harris and stopping the Steelers' offensive line from kicking their butts in ways that they've seen on film. And if they're so preoccupied with that, that opens up the pass game. You get the one-on-ones. You get the the linebackers clearing the middle part of the field. You get safeties being in the wrong position. And then all of a sudden, Deontay Johnson can take a slant and go 80 yards. All of a sudden, George Pickens get one-on-one down the sideline. And that identity is what can get you can, can get you into a game. If you remember the last time, you're probably thinking, man, Chris, the last time they played the Bills, they got destroyed. And they did. Kenny Pickett's rookie year last year. Remember at the end of the game, he was fighting guys. But that was, again, an offense that didn't know who it was, a team that didn't know who it was. They were, you know, that was part of the year without TJ Watt. They, they were struggling. They didn't know what they could do on either side of the ball. Not this team. This team knows what they can do on either, do it on either side of the ball. They got weapons across the board. They've got contributors across the board. And let's be real right now, because some of you are probably thinking, okay, Chris, you keep talking about the run game. What about Mason Rudolph? Well, what about Mason Rudolph? He's been very part, very much part of that identity we've been talking about. His being there on the field has brought a steadiness to this offense. Because when he's there, it doesn't matter if they're bringing pressure He's, he's handling it. And let's be real. In the face of pressure, he's been strong. And that's both versus literal pressure on the field when they're blitzing him and the pressure on and the heat on him to succeed. Because you could think, oh, man, if, if, like if, if you're the average person and you think like, oh, man, how many times have you been given an opportunity and there's parts of yourself that question yourself? Like, man, I don't know if if, if this is if, if, if what if I mess up? There hasn't he hasn't had one look of deer in the headlights at all since he's taken over. And that's what you want from him in these games. You want him to play without fear, with aggression, with confidence, and not recklessness. Because again, he he know I th- I think he understands. I'm not the star. The players are the stars. The weapons are the stars. The defense are the stars. I'm here to make sure that I make the right decisions, and then we go from there. And that's what you want in these games right now. That's what this team was built to be. Even with Kenny Pickett, he was never supposed to be the superstar quarterback that led this offense. He was supposed to be the guy that helped them get in the right places, take what's there, and then the playmakers do the rest of the work, and the offensive line does the rest of the work, and then the defense plays at a high level, and then they win football games. Guess what Mason Rudolph's doing right now? Exactly that. If he can see the field like he has the last few games – I think he's ready to play without fear. That lets 
George Pickens, when he gets a one-on-one, he's gonna he can fire it to him. Deontay Johnson, route running, fire it to him. Pat Frymuth over the middle. Make big plays. And again, you just hit on a few of those. The Bills got to worry about it. They can't commit to the run. And guess what? Get what guess the, guess what that gives the offensive line space to get to the second level. Real chances to create more running room for Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. I don't want to leave. I don't want to sleep on him just because he had a bad game. And let's face it, he did have a bad game against the Ravens. But Jalen Warren is a, is a tough warrior dude, and I would bet that Jalen Warren is ready to redeem himself in this game. And sure, Josh Allen's a lot more talented than Mason Rudolph. Like, he has the athleticism, and he's a stronger arm. And the Bills have been ripe for a Super Bowl run for a while. Like, if they made the Super Bowl this year, it would, everyone would be like, finally, all right, you've been, everyone's been wondering, when was this going to come? But, and, this, and that Bills team is hot, but this Steelers team is hot too. And they have nothing to lose in this game. Because if the Bills, you're looking around like, man, if we flop this time, we might not get another chance at this. The Steelers are like, man, who cares? Steelers are here. Everyone left them dead and buried. And now they're they're in the playoffs with playing with no fear, with a quarterback that got no pressure on him. And I think they're ready to scrap. They're, this team is built for fights like this, and I think that that is where that is where this comes down to. And the way this team is built is why I think they are the NFL's dark horse in the playoffs right now. And when I say a dark horse, I mean a team that everyone's overlooking, that people think, oh, well, they're just going to be this. Because there's lots of tape on how the Bills want to play their style of ball. The whole season, they knew what their identity was. There was never a question of it. The Steelers only just found that identity about three weeks ago. And there's still so much that I'm sure that they're ready to show people, oh, we can do this too. We can do that too. That's why I think the Steelers team is not just here just to kind of appear, get whooped, and walk out. Maybe that happens. But I think there's more to this team. We'll talk about that all throughout the week here. We have a lot to cover on here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Mike Tomlin talks Tuesday. We'll get to that. But for our Tuesday show, we'll do our stars and skulls grades with Alan Saunders, of course. We'll get all our, all our thoughts out there, collect some things. Let me know what your thoughts are in the comments section on YouTube or hit me up on Twitter at Carter Critiques. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Read my work at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, post-gazette.com. Find me here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast every Monday through Friday, as well as our bonus content on weekends. We had a ton this past weekend, so I hope you checked all that out on YouTube or podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again, everyone. We'll see you here on the Tuesday edition of the Lockdown Steelers podcast as it is a Steelers playoff week.